Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, a very special JJ Go featuring Jordan Jesse shirt and of course the great Michelle Balloon as well as much discussion of the Geek Squad. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Special guest on today's program, Jordan. Wow, awesome. Isn't this amazing? It's great to have a special guest. This is a really special opportunity, I would say. I, it's I'm, a special opportunity to have a special guest. Mm-hmm. This is a, I, I plan to grab this opportunity by the balls. I'm I am not letting this slide away. Carpe diem, that's mm-hmm. what I say. If you have a Seize special opportunity... Guest. You're making... Carpe guest. Ultimately, what you're looking at is... Did you hear the Latin joke that I made? Uh, I thought it was good. Thank you. Michelle Balloon. Michelle Balloon. I don't have balls. You can't seize me by the balls. Metaphorical No, no, no. The metaphorical situation. Sure. I'm in literal mode. (laughs) Every other hour, literal, whatever, the opposite. Well, switch to figurative. figurative. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're here for you. Jordan was an English major. Sure. You want to talk about synecdoche? Oh, don't make me say that word. Synecdoche? Synecdoche. Is that close? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's when you refer to something by either a small part of that thing or something with which that thing is associated. Oh, hello. We learned that from uh, uh, Professor, uh, what's his name? (laughs) Casey Muhammad. Casey Muhammad. Man, that was a great professor. Absolutely. That was the best professor I've ever had. Um... Michelle Balloon, list of credits. Uh, yeah. You're a podcaster. You have a podcast uh, called Walking with Michelle. An infrequently released podcast. Um, that I can only assume uh, was titled to capitalize off the popularity of Walking with Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. The BBC. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this... Walking with Dinosaurs? No. No, it's a, it's a BBC series where they follow the li- each episode follows the life of one particular dinosaur. As it devours other dinosaurs. Sure, and has surprisingly um, human feelings that they show you with music and looks. That is weirdly similar to my podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is yours also uh, done in sort of slightly crude but nonetheless impressive for television computer animation? Um, it's, it's weird because it's a podcast, but so you can't actually see the animation, but, but yes, you do it's exactly it. how I, I <laughs> which do is it why though. it's so infrequent. Probably uh-huh. it, it takes a long time. We put, but it's, you know, it's oh, that pointless animation, pointless animation. That's the in parentheses title. Well, you gotta, well, you gotta deal with rendering time. For example, mm-hmm. you gotta have a render cluster mm-hmm. probably computers that too. Sure. Oh, computers. Absolutely. They're the worst. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, I I think this is going to be a fun show because we have this special guest. Mm-hmm. Um I'm feeling great. I feel vivacious. Sure. Um you look fantastic, Jordan. Thank you. You got a really good look. You got a nice pair of sneakers on. I you like, got a I noticed shirt. your your sneakers are nice. Yeah, thanks. You got I, nice um... ankles, Jordan. They're like real nice. Thank and you. Slender. Jordan's wearing an ankle sock so you can see his ankles. <laughs> I've often been, I mean, not to not to undress on the podcast. I've also been told I have kind of nice calves. You have really cute. I'm cute, probably. Thank you. No, <laughs> you no. Cute little legs. Thank, thanks. <laughs> you would prefer lovely. Love, lovely legs. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're sort of like a bathing beauty type. Thank you. 
A lot of people don't know that about Jordan because it's an audio only format. Again, um, but uh, there's things that happen. Yeah, he's very shapely. Mm-hmm. Cherubic. You say? Cherubic, I've heard. Yeah, I, I mean, would not deny that. Like this a is living a guy, Yadro figurine. This is a guy who for years would go down to the YMCA for a little uh, shapening. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A swim, a lap swim, for example. To keep it all, you know, tip top. Just, just Yeah, just keep it tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not looking to bulk up. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for to, you know, but I just want to get cut. Like kind of nice and cut. You're you're achieving that. Thank you. Jordan's I would say cut, I would say ripped. Oh, yeah. I mean I'm not again, I'm not going for mass. But, but wouldn't you say Jordan's kinda ripped? You know, it's somewhere between cut and ripped. In between? Yeah. Crypt. Yeah. Yeah. You are really that doesn't crypt. sound weird. I mean that's I've always, not correct. I've always felt like you were really crypt out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, between your muscles and, of course, the sea walking that you do. <laughs> sure. At Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. I've, I've rented a few of those DVDs. <laughs> Absolutely. So at the end of the day... What, I love horror puns. What we're looking at is is a sort of... You're a sort of a Tukey Williams-like figure, exactly. I would say. Wouldn't, doesn't that seem fair? Um. Okay, wait. He is a member of the gang, the Crips? Yeah, well, he's a, he was a famous <laughs> gang member. A My famous brain gang had to work member hard who, on that one, people. Who uh, was on death row, had a oh, religious yeah. conversion, and, and was eventually... And they tried to save him. Did they, they save they him? They did not save yeah, him, Yeah, no. okay. Yeah, um, that was a big He was deal. a terrifying man, also. <laughs> Enormous. Didn't he make some coloring books or something? Yeah, he made a, a long line of coloring books. Uh, he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize uh, by a Swiss person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things about being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize is... I think a lot of people get nominated yeah. for it. All you have to do is kind of like have somebody who, who who's on the nominating committee and is kind of pissed off about something and want to make a point. Mm. Like I think the, the Swiss guy was pissed off at just the general. He just pissed at the United States. So he figured he would nominate oh. somebody who was on death row in the oh, United States. Is, it makes me want to just dump my whole life plan and go somehow befriend someone. Just make a play I for just, a Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Yeah. Oh, this whole time you've been trying, you've been working on like, oh, I can get a sitcom deal. Yeah, I can get I've a really like good writing game. Hollywood type. You yeah. Know, I can get an, another like a a special. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you just should think, have been shooting for a Nobel Peace Prize. That's all. That just think of that. Like nominated yeah. for a Nobel. I mean, listen. When, if there's any Nobel Peace Prize nomination, whatever people out there, let me just. <laughs> there make are. My plea. I can almost guarantee let there's at least a plea. few. Okay. If you really want to piss somebody off, okay? Right. I'm the one you should be nominating. Absolutely. Nobody Rattle some cages. <laughs> We're talking to you. That's the most audacious uh-huh. thing you can do. Yeah. If there's somebody right now in, in Putin's Russia, yes. just really wants to stick it to the States, you know what I mean? And me, me, me. Yeah, Michelle Balloon's the person to nominate. What, why? Well, because she, uh, she brings light to a dark nation. Uh-huh. How about I complain that? about my government too. Come on. Yes. Uh, I mean, just think like when you're touring with your stand-up comedy too. To- what a credit. Yeah. I mean, you're you know you're playing Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale. <sighs> Cock-a-doodle-doo. On the poster, Michelle Balloon. You know, in parentheses. Jimmy Kimmel. Nobel Peace comma, Prize. Nobel Peace Prize nominee. Uh, I. Cha-ching. Can I go? Because I just I'm rethinking my life. You know what? Yeah. I might as well I might as well write you a check for ten million dollars right now because that's what you're going to be earning once you've been nominated for this Nobel Peace Prize. That's awesome. This is spectacular, Jordan. This is the first Nobel Peace Prize nominee we've ever had on the show. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, uh, 
there was that one time that Desmond Tutu called in. That's true. But we did have a call in from Desmond Tutu, but whatever. It's more exciting when they're live. I know. You're here, like God. I'm, I'm, I'm like for the people. Mm-hmm. You know, Tutu's a hack. That guy's a hack. What's a wow. peace and reconciliation, my ass? Yeah. Whatever. How about peace and suck this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ouch, man! That's you guys aren't pulling to, any punches. That's what I say to Desmond Tutu. The so Reverend. Second that. The man the was nice enough Desmond to call Tutu. in, Jesse. He was. Now the, you're slamming him. Hey. He was just plugging his fucking TV show, Jordan. Yeah, the He's toots. on a radio tour. <laughs> toots and the Fat Man. Hanging with the toots. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we have a lot of fun stuff planned for you. And by a lot of fun stuff planned, I mean we have not planned anything. Nope. So, uh, we'll yeah, be- I was like, was I supposed to plan something? We'll be back yeah. in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, ready to please. Bingo, bango. She's ready with a nickname. Mm-hmm. She's ready to build our castle of dreams. It's not one of these bullshit passive nicknames no, either. No, not me. This is a home run nickname. She's taking home run cuts. I'm trying to tell people I'm dynamic. She's <laughs> stepping up to the plate. Uh-huh. And taking a big swing. Yeah, it's in my it's it's in my strike zone. This isn't some Wade Boggs, That's... Tony Gwynn bullshit. This is serious. I'm in my batter's box. She's taking a big cut. Got my knees bent, my elbow out. Sure. She's swinging for the fences. It's a real baseball thing, you know. Steve Balboni style. Real baseball uh-huh. thing. Stepping into it. Yeah, you got it. Uh-huh. You're gotta... on board. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Jordan, I participated in American popular culture recently. How'd that go? Um, I'm gonna give it a B minus. So what? what? What did you? Uh, did you watch a Rock of Love marathon? I watched the Oscars, the Oscar okay. telecast. I, I've got this. It's a very exciting for me, Michelle. You, you don't know this about me, but yeah. I. Didn't I? I didn't have. Uh, I have, I've always had a television, but I didn't have live television. I didn't have cable, and I couldn't get any channels on my what? rabbit ears inside this apartment. And so I would watch television, but only things that I downloaded, which meant you know no nothing live because it's boring to watch it later. And um, I recently got one of these new flat screen televisions for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I plugged in my bunny ears to it, and thanks to digital television, Hello. everything look every channel looks spectacular. It's like you have cable. It's unbelievable. It's better than cable. Mm-hmm. It's my seriously, mom goes on and on about this. It looks so spectacular. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm like, um, I can't. Well, number one, I can't wait for football season to start back up because I can watch football every weekend. But number two, I watch the Oscars on television in in HD. Mm-hmm. You just you just said HD in a really weird way. HD. Uh-huh. That's how I would say it if I was a combination of a of an American and an Irishman. <laughs> or if for some reason you have a new television that Anne Hache had there a, you go. Had yeah. a hand in, in creating. HD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a good business. Yeah, it does. What is Anne Hache up to these days? Oh, well, she's doing branded branded weird. broadcast technologies. Uh, so right. it's right in her oh, wheelhouse. Yeah. The H- the Hache pod. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh. <laughs> Um, so I watched the Oscar telecast. My the wife the wife wanted to watch it, and I have a hard time watching the Oscars because usually when I watch watch the Oscars, something like this happens. Okay, the Chris Rock Oscars, just as an example. I watched these Oscars. Um, Chris Rock made a perfectly reasonable joke, 
This joke was. Do you remember the the joke I'm talking about? I, it was I, about I Jude know. Law. Mm-hmm. He, he. Oh sure. I yes. I remember this, but I'll let you relate. It was it. the the joke was that this was what three years ago. Mm-hmm. Jude Law was in every movie. He yes. was literally had been in like seven movies that year. Um, and By the way, from... I'm ready for him to be in movies again. I know. What's that about? I, I like Jude Why Law. no movies? He like did them all, and now where, where yeah. is he? Sequels to those movies. Where is Jude Law? I think, you know what I think Jude Sky Law? Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow too. Jude Law would make a good replacement for Rutger Hauer if they did a remake of uh, Blade Runner. What do you think of that? He would. Because he has that weird kind of like... Oh, he's a, he was a robot in the... Uh, in AI. Yeah, that's what he was great in that. So you want him to just keep playing robots? Because he's so creepy. Sure. Like, he's a, he's an amazing combination of, like, uh, magnetic and also weirdly distancing. Charming. He's charming. He's got a lot of that Brit charm. He does. He's a beautiful now, man, Michelle, too. let me ask you this. Wait, this Jordan, a... I'm trying to tell a story. The joke. I, so, hold on. I want to talk about just a couple more Jude Law things. Back. A couple okay. more Jude Law things. I do, too. We can talk about Jude Law. It's about the joke is about Jude Law, Jordan. Well, I, wanted, I just want to... While we're talking about the cre- <sighs> career okay. trajectory of Jude Law. Okay. Well, I don't want to... Okay. Okay, I'm ready to answer your question. Jude Law, the year Chris Rock told that joke... Uh, was in every movie. Yes. Now he is in no movies. Uh, in between, in the interim, he had that scandal where he cheated on his beautiful wife with the nanny. Yes. Do you think the reason people have stopped putting him in movies is because of this? No. Do you think he just is not a sex symbol anymore because he's a, a cad? I don't think people have stopped putting him in movies. I have a feeling he's stopped putting himself in movies. No. Oh. Jude Law makes his own decisions. Right. Even if no one wants to see the movie, yes. he'll, he'll kick his way into or maybe it. Maybe he's in like some like huge like movie. You know, sometimes they do movies and then they don't come out for like, you know, they have to do CGI for ten years before it. Yeah, maybe he's can, can he's in some kind of Jurassic Park well, movie. Theaters. With regard to the Oscars, Chris Rock made a joke. I who, can't wait. Who is this? You fucking people. I'm just saying. Number one, is Michelle, it tougher to buy you're a Jude, guest in my house. Is it tougher to buy it. Jude Law as a romantic lead because you always just, in the back of your mind, see that story where he's cheating on his No, because I don't care. I don't care about that. Okay. Plus, but I, I want to hear this joke. I want to hear this joke because, because I feel that once we get past the joke, we can actually talk about the Oscars, which I'm really looking if for. If I to. was a woman, I would want to cheat on, to Jude Law to cheat on his wife with me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Maybe that makes him more appealing. I, I'm, I would love... If, if I like dudes, out. I would totally do it with Jude Law in a second. I think he's a handsome man. Not as if dynamic you, as, say, gotten, a Clive Owen. If you've gotten that... I always think it's like when people have gotten that far, then maybe you are attracted to dudes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, then how do you explain George Clooney? I don't think there's a man in the universe who wouldn't do it with George Clooney if he was into dudes. Like, if you could ask the most homophobic bro in the world, if you were into dudes, would you do it with George Clooney? He would be like, yeah, bruh. Jordan, would you do it with George Clooney? Um, If you were into dudes. Yeah. What kind of... Well, I okay, I definitely want to spend a lot of time with George Clooney. Okay. When it comes to the sex act, what sex acts are we performing on each other? Um, you like, might even be a lady. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, see? There you go. Okay, so. <laughs> a beautiful lady. <laughs> with lovely legs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, with a velvety slip. Look at those gams. 
Um, the gams on Jordan. Chris Rock made some allusion in his opening monologue to who is Jude Law and why is he in every single movie? Because Jude Law had come out of nowhere and was in every single movie. He did not say this, uh, you know, as a pejoratively. No, this yeah. was a, just an observation. Like, huh? What happened? And Sean Penn. Came out. Oh, I remember this now. Like 45 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Seriously, 45. To present an award. Ugh. And he just, he came out to present his award with the envelope in his hand. Buzzkill. And then he just went to answer Chris Rock's question. Jude Law is one of our finest actors. <laughs> and that to me is like the perfect encapsulation of just the kind of like self-serious quality of the Oscars that I just don't think you can have when you're giving the awards to like fucking, you know, just whatever movie Harvey Weinstein tells you to like you, it's okay to have that. Like, I think it's okay to be that serious about the craft of making movies or the craft of acting, but not in the context of the Oscars, which is just basically an award ceremony for like, what's the most prestigious B-quality film? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's the shiniest? So, anyway, that's that, that in my past has been my experience with the Oscars. And my favorite Oscars are always... The Letterman Oscars. Yes. The Letterman was... Oscars. Man. I, I, that was I, so funny. Like... I was surprised to learn, like... I, I don't know. I don't know what how old we all were when the Letterman Oscars were. Maybe like eleven or twelve or something. But to learn I'm older, huh? I, I don't. Think, how old are you? I'm twenty six. Okay, yeah, I'm thirty two. Okay. Well, anyways, the Letterman Oscars were great, and I was surprised to learn like years later that it was considered a debacle. I'm like, no, that was the funniest thing in the world. I was world. like, that was the greatest Oscars in history. What are you <laughs> talking about? That was the gold uh, standard. That was the time I liked the Oscars. It was such like a big fuck you to Oscars. I just yeah. loved it. <laughs> he just did David Letterman shit. Oh, it was so great. Like, yeah. And I was really in the Letterman at the time. Like I was I was in college when that when the Oscar time, oh, I remember. Oh, wow. I was a freshman in college, and I never missed a Letterman, ever. And, like, if I ever, for some reason, wasn't in my dorm room, my roommate would tape it. Because he's the great genius of our times. Oh, I love him. There's no doubt about it. But for some reason, Hollywood seems to think that David Letterman was a failure. Yeah, I I would love to, I would love it if there was some sort of way to why I feel I feel like I I've looked online to try and watch it and I can't rewatch so it to reevaluate. What what you end up with is you get these kind of Billy Crystals. Mm-hmm. You either get Billy Crystal or you get somebody who they think maybe is cool, but then anytime they do anything that is the thing that they do, everyone gets upset. Sure. So Chris, mm-hmm. I think Chris Rock and John Stewart are perfect examples yeah. of them being like, we need to hire someone cool. We need to hire someone cool, and then just hiring someone and then hating just everything them, just that having they them do. say Bruce Valance jokes. Yeah. yeah. And Hugh Jackman. It seemed like such a horrible idea, but I do have to say, mm-hmm. I do have to say that that surprisingly enough, his opening musical number was pretty funny i hated it really i could not have hated it i didn't think he more. was that good a singer i kind of thought, thought it was, was cute i, I was his... shocked by how bad a singer I was, he was are you kidding i was shocked by how entertaining it was <laughs> the the whole thing and I, I guess i didn't really notice about his the level of his singing ability. i felt like it started with a premise and then they just kept abandoning to like turning the premise on and off in it like sometimes yeah. like the first like two bits are like 
oh, I put this all together on cardboard. And then there would be like a really like elaborate thing. And I'd be like, wait, but I thought uh, just a second ago, the premise of this was that everything was made of cardboard. That was why it was supposed to be funny. I guess maybe I was going into it thinking this is the stupidest bullshit I'm going to have to watch. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, that was kind of funny. I was very entertained by this. And then when when I got to the reader. When you say have to watch, you you work for the E! Entertainment Television. I did, but but by the time. No, I did. I did did watch that at work. I do work for. Right now I work for E! Entertainment Television. That's E! Exclamation mark. E! I I always write it that way. And I I was finishing up. My job, so I watched like probably like the first hour at work, and because we mostly care about the red carpet, because that's the important part. Sure, the outfits. Mm-hmm. Hello. Fashion. But um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved the Hugh Jackman thing, and I was on Twitter with all my Twitter pals, mm-hmm. and surprisingly enough, some of our favorite people also were very entertained by it. I I was shocked by that. I walking down I walking down the street just the other day, walking my dog. I heard uh, our friends Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap on Never Not Funny uh, defending this thing. Now, Jimmy Pardo's gay for musicals, um, <laughs> so that's pr- some, somewhat, but, you know, Matt Belknap's usually a reasonable man. Mm-hmm. I thought it was horrible. Yeah, I think you're in the minority. I thought, The like, rest of the Oscars was, were, some, I don't even know where Hugh Jackman was for the rest of the Oscars. Well, <laughs> he, yeah, he, like, he, he like, managed to find a way to do something even worse than the introduction halfway through when he just sang, like, he there was this kind of like crazy super shaky setup, which was him saying the musical is back. Oh, that was the dumbest thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Because I wanted there was a musical that there was, were... and it was so like it wasn't that there was no humor attached to it. It was no, like, yeah, it was the just musical re- is back. Like we don't, this isn't the Tonys. Like we don't care. It's not back because everything you just showed me makes me hate <laughs> the musicals even more. It was awful. It was things you know, from I, the fifties, like over the top, like it was. And it's so a medley. I, I went with medleys. God, I hate medleys so wanna, much. I'm gonna, I, I want to make this point, and I don't mean to be offensive. Okay. And and this is just. But I, if it weren't for the Jews controlling the world's yeah. banks, thank you. Thank we wouldn't you. have to thank deal you. with Mister Hugh Jackman. Uh, the the director of the Oscars this year was was Bill Condon. Okay. Every year. Uh, is he every year? I'm I thought he was sure. new. Anyways, Bill Condon, I think he's every year. Um, well, we'll look. Well, anyways, he was the director this mm-hmm. year. He's, um, you know, a middle-aged Hollywood gay guy, right? Who makes some very good movies. Um, not, I'm not calling into question his filmmaking ability, which what is, is a Bill Condon movie. Uh, Kinsey. Oh, I loved Kinsey. It's a great movie. Um, and Dreamgirls, which I didn't see. I did not see Dreamgirls. Anyways. Every year they kind of complain. It seems like the story around the Oscars every year is. Can I say something no about Dreamgirls? You may. Uh, with regard to the Oscars? Yes. Uh, was it weird to you guys in, I think it was the opening number, maybe it was the middle number, where Hugh Jackman was singing somewhat poorly? And he's actually a very good dancer. I was impressed by he his He was dancing. a very good dancer. But his, his singing he was. He was just talk singing. It sounded like he yeah. was in a high school musical. It was really Rex Harrison. Yeah. And was it weird that he was sort of singing sort of B minus, C plus? Uh, and Beyonce came oh. in and lip synced. <laughs> yeah, like, like right? she, she was. A- he seemed to be I, actually. It seemed like she was. Oh, but she the, was definitely. The one thing I guess I didn't even notice, but it was just like the, Hugh Jackman was like nowhere in any league near Beyonce. Like I just thought it was a really weird matchup hmm. to put Hugh Jackman and Beyonce. Like, well, it's because Hugh Beyonce is hot. Hugh Jackman is male hot. 
I don't think no. anyone does. Anyone care I like about him Hugh in the Jack- wolf- I like I like him when he's all like razor fingered up in the Wolverine. But, sure, not but like not not lately. Not with his weird jumping on Barbara Walters dancing. Like what I, did he do? What he jumped on Barbara Walters? I didn't, everything he's done. That's called that's called carpe opportunity, my friend. Sure. Didn't you see that in that little Barbara Walters pre? Well, here it's post show. Okay. Appreciated post show. He like I just saw clips of it because they've been playing it everywhere. But like that he like jumped on Barbara Walters and started giving her a lap dance. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. wait. So you were saying about Bill Condon. Sure, yeah. yes. Anyways, <laughs> so every year the story about the Oscars is, you know, no fewer and fewer people are watching. Ratings are down because, and kind of always the theory is that it doesn't connect to middle America because, you know, they're not nominating the movies that people see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just seems like this big, you know, Hollywood liberal elite thing with, hoity-toity movies that nobody sees and then but it seems like this year they just said fuck it and like let's let a bunch of gay guys do some gay guy stuff (laughs) the musical is back no it's not I d- there, guys. Did you guys see this here in Los Angeles? And I, you know, there's there's that time zone thing about what shows where. Mm-hmm. But there was like a pre-Oscar show that came maybe bo- even before they showed the red carpet. But it was like a behind the scenes thing. Yeah. And this guy was talking about the music. He was the music director for this thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're going to take classic film scores oh, that sure. everyone knows <laughs> and give them a crazy twist. And the guy was like. We're gonna do, you know, the theme from uh, Unforgiven as a Roomba, and like <laughs> I just wanted to sock him in as, the face as a little robot vacuum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the weird. theme from. Un- I mean, I like if it is a Hollywood liberal, like that's fine. Like that's great. I'm all for it. But but please don't have this story come out in the newspaper the next day where it's like, why aren't people watching? It's the whole thing, and I was watching about that too, and like, I can't remember, I read like an article, I can't remember where I heard this information, but someone talking about the new format of of the show. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a narrative, and like, there's going to be the story this whole (laughs) way through, and like, shut up! Like, it's so... And then also, another way they changed it is instead of... What was the narrative? The narrative is like, oh, and then they're making a movie. Okay, now we have to cast, and now we have to do the sound effects. Oh, and then they like then now we're backstage. Now then they do the now we have to at the movie. Yeah, and then it's like that's when they give out the awards for best actor or whatever. Then now we have to do post. It's really stupid. And then the other thing was is that instead of doing the songs. Um, the the not the, the nominated songs like usually it's like they that's why that's why it. they closed out the that's why they closed out the whole thing with the biggest award of all best color correction yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found some holes in your idea sir but you know best DVD box art <laughs> wait I was just at the dollar store mm-hmm. I swear to God. One of the things that was on sale was a huge pile of special edition DVDs of Reservoir Dogs that came with six Reservoir Dogs-themed shot glasses. But where the Reservoir Dogs DVD was, there was like a direct-to-DVD video about behind-the-scenes at Death Row Records. Weird. (laughs) Isn't that like the whole packaging of this Reservoir Dogs special box set with the special? They're just like, oh, there's a DVD slot. We've got to stick something in there. Sure. That's fine. How much anyway, was it? It was 99 cents. Why didn't you get a bunch of them? I don't know. It's too weird. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, That's yeah. That's awesome. That'd be fine. I don't go I'm into so, 99 cents I'm so, I kind of want to. I'm so dumb I could have produced the Oscars. Yeah. Man. Anyway. 
Uh, I do we have any opinions about the movies that won? No, wait. I have more opinions about the actual Oscars oh, okay. themselves. Oh, okay. Because I think it's important to discuss this part of the Oscars where there's like a like a game show style tribunal where five people uh, appear from rays of light towards I, the center of the stage. I think and, it was Paula and, Tompkins yeah. was on Twitter said referred to it as the intervention style. <laughs> <laughs> Of giving out the award. It was weird. But, like, really, like, I understand that this is an event, the theme of which is Mm self-congratulation. But not only the, not only the just kind of general jizz on each other's faciness of it, Mm -hmm. but also the, like, the weird, like, like the very old people who seem to have a hard time keeping it together Oh yeah, your Sophia Loren's. Your yeah, uh, Sophia Loren can barely say words. And what does Sophia Loren care about whoever she was giving a tribute? She Her clearly face, did not. Like it's like I don't like it when people get so old and have done so much plastic surgery. Like she, I don't. How old is she? Like ninety? Like she, yes, she's up there. super old, but yet she's giving trying to give off this appearance that she's like seventy. I don't know, like still <laughs> old but shiny sure. and taut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the tautness it's is cre- bothersome. It's creepy. It's like, I don't know how to talk to you. Do I have, Do I talk to you like, you know, like a middle-aged lady? Or do I talk to you like my grandmother in a hospice? Like, <laughs> you know? Sophia <laughs> Loren is just in hospice all the time. Despite the fact she has no, she has no illnesses. She's just too terrifying. She should for... have stopped at the Grumpy Old Men movies when we were still like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is a pretty She looks old good. Yeah, she, she looks good. She's old and she's gorgeous. And now it's like, Give it up. Yeah, yeah. Give it up, walking skeleton. You know what? If I become super famous and and then feel I have to keep my appearance up, mm-hmm. like I would never want to do that because then you never get those years of people being super nice to you because you're an old person. Yeah. You they're, know. They're just, That's true. They just kind of turn away. They don't so know they don't what to do. They get confused. You know, like. You know who I was really happy to see on the uh, on the stage of the Oscars. Hmm. I, I, I as a Cuba gen- Gooding Jr. As a matter of <laughs> as a matter of my like just personal interests and, and habits, I rarely have seen very many of the movies that have been directed or that have been nominated for Oscars. If I've seen movies that are nominated for Oscars, it's usually like movies that have been nominated for best screenplay or best director, where they stick the good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did see uh, Slumdog Millionaire in the theater. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it and didn't feel bad about it winning the Oscar. At, like, it was relative to other movies that win the Oscar for best picture. I was very happy You're about it. You're saying it's as good as Gladiator. Yeah. yeah. God, I really didn't like Gladiator. So they, the best part for me was him winning the award and everyone was so excited about all the kids being on the stage with him and everything. Mm-hmm. The thing that I really liked was my favorite guy in that movie was the host of the Indian version of Who Wants to... Did you see Slumdog? I Indian haven't. Uh, Have you seen yes. it, Michelle? The host of yeah. the Indian... Who Wants... Yeah, who goes... <laughs> exactly! The guy who goes... Who wants to be a millionaire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to me, that is my that is my greatest moment in cinema, 2008. <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire? My uh, favorite moment in cinema, 2008. Did you guys see the wrestler? Yes. Uh. I didn't see the wrestler yet. There's a part where the wrestler is being very very sad because mm-hmm. he's you know he's uh he's got sad things going sure, on. Sure, right. And he peeks his head out of his trailer. And yells at one of the neighborhood kids. He's like, hey, Billy, you want to come in and play Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> come on. That's the greatest. That, n- n- that is pretty high quality. I, I wasn't nuts about that movie. But 
that that part should there should be a best part award. I in just the Oscars, read on the internet he plays he plays a he plays a wrestling video game mm-hmm. uh, that they. Built from Built. the ground up, oh, yeah. Really? An wow, entire video that. game. Yeah, exactly. I it's thought that was playable. kind of amazing. Yeah. It's like a, back in the eight bit era. Yeah, yeah. Video. I wonder what it's like to like it. Like at this point, is it is it now like a hobby? Like is that is that are people out there making eight bit you know video games? Yeah, yeah. Some hobby video gamers. Sure. There's uh you can like download a lot of games now, kind mm-hmm. of for like five bucks download a game and that's yeah. kind of the thing is the retro style. The the ROMs. Sure, yeah. Sure, you're ROM talking about emulators. you're talking about ROM ROM. Some emulation. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um uh shit. I had something in my mind. It's something gone. about the host and about the greatest you still moment had in more cinema. More things to say about the are we, are yeah, we right? still Millionaire. Are we still locked into talking about the Oscars? No, we don't have you can you, you wanna <laughs> I want I'm just. I wanted to ask Michelle. About I have some this. more thoughts about Jude Law, but I hate uh, to derail things. Uh, Michelle, you work on uh, the E Entertainment Television. They do the red carpet. Yes. Um, I work for the website to clarify. Yeah. So you, but you work for their conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Comcast Entertainment Group. Um, one thing that you I, go to the office there at 5400 Wilshire. Um, I do. I, I'm across the street in the Museum Square building. If oh, anybody okay. to stop by, so sure, you bet. Um, I uh, I want to know. Uh, if you're a dude and you're going to the Oscars, gotcha. uh, why can't you just wear a fucking tuxedo? Uh, because it's a black tie event. Um, why do you have to wear a fucking long, you're wearing like a suit, like you look like you're an undertaker, maybe? Um, or you're wearing uh, a weird, like, white polyester thing that you that you borrowed from somebody's uh, prom in, uh, like, an inner city prom type situation? Um, you know, like <laughs> city you went prom. to Hollywood suit outlet and picked up a little. Yeah, like what? What are they? Where? Uh, I I'm I'm a big fan of a classic tux on a guy. I don't understand. You yeah, and you know what? Here's here's my feeling about it. This is Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. If you want to wear a white dinner jacket, I'm fine with that as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That but keep it keep it real. Yeah, it's a black tie. Yeah, don't it's, don't sully it up. I feel very strongly about this, Jordan. I know, I know you have strong feelings about this too, Jordan. Yeah. Well, you guys, what, do, you guys, do you guys look nice in a tux? I bet you do. I uh, I look great in a tux. How about you, Jordan? Oh God. Well, oh, um, what's the last time I wore a tux? What? You're always at all these events and stuff. You don't put on a tux? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's usually like a <laughs> man baby outfit or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with my work, you Michelle. Dresses, maybe as a <laughs> riverboat gambler. I guess I have <laughs> seen a couple of your of your of your. Pieces and you have been dressed. Sure, as a man baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I have not. You just uh, got a, a blue baby bonnet and a cigar. Mm. Sure. Um, yeah, in a, in a racing form. Um, yeah, no, I, it's been a while since I've worn a tux. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I was in Jesse's wedding, but we didn't. Uh, the the groomsmen did not wear tuxes. Well, it was not an evening that's, event. No, that's bizarre, though. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying I didn't wear a tux. I'm, I don't know why you took offense I'm not to that. Taking offense. You're very sensitive today. I'm not taking offense. I'm not taking offense to anything you said. Okay. I'm clarifying for the public who's out mm-hmm. there listening. Evening events. There's only three of us here, <laughs> but there are literally of more than uh, you know. There's we have a four or five figure audience out there listening. Sure. Um, and I want them to five, know huh? that uh, from time to time that uh, well, I would not have tuxedos at my wedding because it happened in the afternoon. And tuxedos are an evening garment. I like it. I like it. 
But you, yeah. everyone dressed they're up for, accordingly. They're for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, so you wear, we wore lounge suits. We could have worn, of course, we could have worn uh, uh, day formal. I see a, a, a wedding picture right there, right? That's that. Oh, one? that was an engagement picture. Actually, oh, I wouldn't okay. wear corduroy to my wedding. That's a little. Too I'm not casual. close enough. I'm not close enough to see what yeah. it was. That's a that's a corduroy. We'll have to look at some wedding pictures. Later. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll look at some wedding pictures and uh, <laughs> we'll come back in just a minute. What do you think, gang? <laughs> I say we look at them on air. <laughs> right? Come on, let's include the audience in this purely visual exercise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got anything you want to say about Jude Law? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll I'll interrupt another topic. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. Uh, Jordan, Jessica. It's Jordan, Jessica. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, ready to please. Nice. That was good. That was really good work, Michelle. Hey, you're welcome in my house anytime, Michelle. Ah, yay. It's a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Jordan, did you know that this is a very special week in Jordan Jesse Go history? I did after you tell it to me. Why? Um, that was, <laughs> that was a thing. That's for your brains to put together. Uh huh. Because Sorry. we like we like each of our promotional spots to be a little puzzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. If they get it too easy. Advertising works best when it's hard to figure out what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's uh, the reason that this week is a special week in Jordan Jesse Go history, Jordan, Mm -hmm. is because we've been doing this show for about two years now. Oh, have we? Um, Yeah. That's not why it's special. But we have been doing the show for about two years Mm -hmm. now. And uh, for most of that two years, we have had listeners begging us for a Mm T-shirt. Now, T-shirts are uh, expensive to make. T-shirts are inconvenient to mail out. Uh, T-shirts are a relatively low-profit endeavor. <laughs> uh, T-shirts are a hassle all around. So I've, we've never made a T-shirt. Sure. We have a, a standard Sound of Young America T-shirt you can get. I don't want to... I've got a one closet full of Sound of Young America T-shirts. I don't want more closets full of Jordan Jesse Go T-shirts. That's why this week is a special week. Mm. Because this is the week of Jordan Jesse shirt. <laughs> Instead of Go. Yeah. You've replaced Co with shirt. And just one shirt. So <laughs> just one. Jordan Jesse a shirt. Yeah, we just we're gonna make one shirt. We're just gonna draw <laughs> it on a white plain white t shirt with uh, permanent markers like a high school mm-hmm. punk rocker. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna put it on eBay and auction it off. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um we have a beautiful t shirt. Ten thousand dollars. Spectacularly beautiful. <laughs> I just won. <laughs> you know you have to like click and type it in and stuff on eBay. You no, can't I'm, just I'm, say I work it. on the internet. That's it's it's all looped into my iPhone. You've been wondering. <laughs> you just yell a number I at the iPhone. I say at the right tone, ten thousand dollars. You actually got the auction paddle iPhone accessory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is this a beautiful T-shirt, Jordan? Uh, it will be available for one week and one week only. Wow. Here's how it works. Between today, Monday, the day that this podcast goes live, and Monday the 9th of March, it will be on sale on uh, MaximumFun.org. It's $19 uh, plus, uh, I think, I believe it's $4 for shipping and handling. Um, you buy this shirt, then we print it up and mail it to you. It's a order-on-demand, uh, print-on-demand, available one week only, and that's it. Wow. You have a week. Who are we? The band Explosions in the Sky with our limited edition t-shirts? But what if people like get your podcast and then and then don't listen to it for a Fuck week? Fuck them. 
Fuck them. They're fucked. Yeah, got to listen to it. What about those people? Out of luck. They should be following <laughs> the Twitter. What about they have this thing where they're like, okay, this is our thing. Like, we wait until a week and a day after each podcast, and we all get yeah. together, and we all have a big party, and we're their biggest fans. And that's those what, are the people aren't allowed to... That's what you think our listeners are doing? I'm saying a certain segment. Have you segment, been to one of these parties? A certain segment. Have I'm you, been to, a, have you been to one of these parties? I organized them. Can we go to these parties? Are there chicks there? <laughs> Um, they're the, you're talking to one. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I said chicks, but it turns out there's premium chicks. There. Premium chicks. Um, so here's, uh, so here's what people want to do. If they want one of these Jordan Jesse go t-shirts and people are apeshit for them. I, I posted a preview on Twitter and people are bonkers for this design. Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful shirt. Um, you go to the maximum click on it, buy it. Uh, you'll get it in uh, once it's printed and mailed out to you. So it sort of depends on the vicissitudes of uh, the United States Postal Service. But you're looking at, you know, a typical mail, mail order four to six weeks type situation. Um, but this is your opportunity. There's a seven-day window. It's now or never. Do it or don't, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's one other thing that's really neat about these shirts, Jordan. It's Usually, a catch. Would you call this a catch? Uh, oh, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm, okay. You gotta, you gotta catch this, or else the fish is out of the barrel. Mm-hmm, got it. You know that old expression? No, I know. The fish it's is harder out of the barrel. to shoot because it jumped out of the barrel. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the what's really nice about these t-shirts? We usually print them on uh, American Apparel t-shirts, which is a comfy shirt. Which is a quality shirt. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. This is a quality shirt. I like an American Apparel shirt. It's definitely much better than the usual blank, you know, Hanes beefy tees. Mm-hmm. Okay, you won't get any disagreement from me there. I won't badmouth the American Apparel. I've switched. I've switched brands for this shirt. I've kicked it up a notch. Wow. One notch, huh? The alternative apparel t-shirt is as much better than an American apparel t-shirt as an American apparel t-shirt is better than a Hanes Really? Beefy it's a bold this statement. This is the best this is the best plain t-shirt available. This is the kind of t-shirt that you would buy from a uh, 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 fashion Fred, brand. Fred Siegel. <laughs> yeah, that where where you pay, you're paying fifty bucks for a plain t- plain color t shirt. Is it thin and soft? It's thin, soft. It's stretchy, but it's all cotton, uh, so it won't pill. Um, it is it's softer than an American Apparel. It's a little tiny bit shorter in length than an American Apparel. No, summer shirts can get a little long. Well, the, they are, the, all of the American Apparel shirts can be quite long. Um, and, you know, that's not really a problem for me and neither of these. But for some people, they wish they were a little bit shorter. They're also a lot more consistent. American Apparel shirts in terms of sizing are all over the place. Uh, very inconsistent. But this is like the best. The moral of the story is this isn't just a T-shirt. This is a premium T-shirt. How'd you hear about these shirts? You know, I got a promo T-shirt mm-hmm. uh, for something in the mail, and it was printed. And I, and I would, didn't care about the thing that the promo T-shirt was for, but I liked the T-shirt so much that I was like sleeping in it and like wearing it around the house <laughs> and just like I like wanted to marry it like as soon as it appeared. You were wearing like, it all day, every day, all y- night. Yeah, it was You're one like of those things. a lazy things, seventh grader. I like reached <laughs> into the box to throw it away and then I felt it and I'm like, damn. 
I'm gonna this put on this. Nice. How come we don't have? How come you didn't bring it here for us to feel and react to? Well, yeah, sorry. that would have been more God. active. It's because we're printing them to order, and nobody's ordered them. No, yet. but the shirt that you have that's made of this material. Well, fine, I will. After we conclude this segment, then you guys <laughs> can talk about how amazing it is. Is it a, a promotional shirt for the DVD release of Death Race remake? <laughs> yeah, it was. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you can go to our website at maximumfun.org. Uh, there will be a pin topic right at the top of the show's forum on our forum um it'll be on our blog and I'll, I'll put it on our our homepage as well but they're 19 dollars, four dollars shipping and handling it's a super premium t-shirt but the most important thing is you've only got a week to order it so we're gonna Uh-oh. send out send out messages across all media but uh your week is do or die um and uh the net proceeds will go to support jesse and jordan um, ha- that, that charitable foundation mm-hmm. yeah, that goes exactly. towards them. Well, you know, it's ha- half for half for Jordo, half for Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how we roll here at Jordan Jesse Go, uh, and uh, it's a quality product and a lovely T-shirt. Did I mention it's beautiful? Yeah, this thing's lovely. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Um, Michelle Balloon, um, I'm not going to do an example. It's a fucking... Sh- what the fuck? No, you have your own. That You, you have your one that you do every time. Feel... You don't need to get a new nickname every segment. Really? But... Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Let's do it again. You start, Jesse. Okay, it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's okay. Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, ready to please. I don't know. No, I liked that. I thought she did a very good job. Jordan, so stop. I take wipe that puss off your face. Michelle Balloon, ready to please. Hey, yeah, there, there we go. Nice. Now we're I cooking. I found it. I found my, my with my gas. Moxie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> found it? your hidden moxie pocket. Uh huh. Oh boy, because it's tough to get in California. Sounds like a feminine product, moxie mm. pocket. Moxie <laughs> pocket sounds like a feminine product to you. Yeah, that's just what I call a vagina. <laughs> moxie pocket. Bam! I tagged her right in the moxie pocket. <laughs> Nice. So, so we were just talking tapes. about vaginas before we came back on air. Yeah, uh, uh, you should. This is that's worth sharing. I feel. Yeah, like. What we, was our we What was just, our conclusion about vaginas? We were discussing that if you were going to go male to female and you were going to go have that operation. The context for the this. The context. Yeah. I have a massager. <laughs> Let's go back even my, further. You know, I get the I get the <laughs> migraine headaches and they cause my neck to get like a solid as a rock. So I, I got one of these massagers mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and uh it's got three weird it's got a knob on top for grabbing onto and it's got three massaging bulbs on the bottom mm-hmm. uh so it's a perfect um masturbatory to- tool but only if you have three vaginas exactly or a trigina. trigina precisely so back to where we were you're getting your operation male to female it's like, why just go for the standard vagina? Mix it up a little. Mix yeah. it up a notch. <laughs> Become a freak. Yeah, exactly. Be, <laughs> get a trigina. Why not? Yeah. Like they're just moving stuff around. Like why do they have to go with the standard? Hey, and if you're going, uh, if you're going F to M, why not get a barbed cat penis? <laughs> exactly. Or a giant like a, duck dick. It's like a brain trust in here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> out, of, out of mutilating surgery. Get a uh-huh. get a dong bone like a whale. <laughs> yep, a dong bone. <laughs> no. Yeah, they got a bone in there. Do they? Yeah, oh, yeah right there in their dork. No, that is. You are bringing a lot of it. You're bringing it. Yeah. You're like referencing uh, it up. I like. I'm it. up to the. I'm stepping up to the plate, <laughs> and I'm swinging the swinging for mm. the fences. 
Speaking of which, we we got an email from a listener this week. Mm-hmm. He asked me what my favorite batting stance oh, is. Oh, God. Phil Plantier of the Boston Red Sox, former Red Sox slugger Phil Plantier. Anyway, can, <laughs> let's go. Let's continue. Uh, we covered Trigina, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I dorked it up a little bit there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Here's what I was going to talk about. I, um, I'm i a dork dork, I would say. Fine. Um <laughs> I uh my uh my laptop froze up this week. Right. Um I have an uh I have an Acer laptop. Sure, Acer. That's premium. Mm. That's a good brand, huh? That's premium. That's premium quality. Yeah, and I um and uh you know, froze up, didn't know what to do with it. Uh I called the tech support and my, you know, they were not not you know pol- polite but not helpful polite right. but totally unhelpful and I, I got it at Best Buy so I had to take it to the uh to the Geek Squad at sure. Best Buy which is Best Buy's computer repair department it's called the Geek Squad and kind of the the advertising for the Geek Squad they've got branded. costumes they've got costumes yeah well d- yeah uh, the the adver- yeah the advertising is is you know kind of your a bunch of kind of young. Ira Glass looking characters and maybe some, you know, some very Silver Lake looking girls and, you know, they're kind of zooming around in a little, in a VW bug mm-hmm. and, you know, they're fixing sort of everybody's like the, computers. The world's hippest version of one of the nerds from Revenge of the Nerds. Sure. Yeah. They're like the apotheosis of geek chic. Right. Absolutely. Um, anyways, um. My experience with the actual Geek Squad, uh, not the case. These mm-hmm. uh, I've never been there. I'm excited to hear this. These were these were guys who probably have a large collection of ticket stubs to something called Motocross Madness. Wow! Uh, I, I, I wasn't expecting that. These guys, their shirts I, were. I was in. expecting maybe Dragon Con. No, 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 no. These That's guys. What you would think from the commercials. Right, right. It would be like you're fun. You would just assume buddy. that it would be like the commercial, but fatter, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like maybe not as pretty. No, no. these were uh, these were these were big. Uh, angry guys <laughs> who had their shirts tucked into dickies with no belts. Oh. Yeah, they probably... Um, they weren't hipsters. No, no, no. These were guys um, who may, who look like maybe like breaking bottles is fun, who like have passed a large <laughs> amount of time breaking bottles, oh. like in a parking lot somewhere. Maybe shooting at them with a BB gun? Yeah, yeah. Like these They're were, bullies. They're the bully squad. I know. These were... I mean... I don't know whether they got, you can just get this job or if you I have think, to have you know a certain what I bet, computer you, you knowledge. You know what I bet happens? Hmm. You just you just apply for a job at Best Buy. Yeah. And they just put you on the Geek Squad. Yeah, you just that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um so I didn't yeah, so it's definitely not as advertised or at least not at the Culver City Best Buy where I took my So computer. let me ask you a question. Is sure. it worth to get an Acer laptop fixed? I mean, how much <laughs> Yeah. It costs 500 like, bucks. You could get like a brand new laptop for 600. It was under warranty. Oh, well, so okay. yeah, yeah. Um but yes, ordinarily you are right. Getting mm-hmm. fixed would probably be not that much more expensive or just a little less expensive than buying a new one. Um and anyways, it kind of really highlighted something that I'm always self-conscious about, which is um, 
I mean, taking a a a Acer laptop to the Geek Squad at Best Buy is basically like the most pedestrian thing you can do. Like the ultimate. <laughs> it's like what what your mom does when her. It is what my mom does. Right. My yeah, mom yeah, yeah. Was just talking about. It's like I can't computer. open my email. I it's need like, them to update everything and it, check for viruses. It's like sort of like right. Yeah, yeah. The technological equivalent of like just buying some white Fruit of the Loom briefs at Target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I guess my my mom uh, when she's having problems with her home computer uh, always blames the amount of Microsoft Word documents my sister saves oh, oh, <laughs> on the desk. She's like, there's not enough memory because Stephanie has too many Word documents. I'm like, that's probably not it. Um, <laughs> yeah, my mom, I paid for her for her Christmas present. I paid, gave her a check to pay for an entire year of high speed since she has dial-up. Mm-hmm. She still hasn't gotten it yet. Yeah. I feel like I need to take her on Judge Judy because she has cashed the check. <laughs> and, and, I, and I told her the other day, I was like, Mom, just call. It's like, call them and have them come in and hook up your high speed. Well, I need to go and just get my computer updated first because it needs all... I'm like... Mother, it's like you. It's it, not you plug, how it works. You plug in a thing and it works. Like you don't. <laughs> it's like if your computer was made like after 2002, like you'll be fine. Like oh, it's so frustrating. So well, we we tease our moms for their lack of computer knowledge, but the truth is, I did the same thing. I, like I, it's frozen. I don't. Mine isn't. Where's my yeah, I mean, email? I'm, I'm no. Com- I'm no great computer expert. I can't code or do anything. But I have had occasion to fix your computer. Yes. Before. I, I've, I've had Jesse fix my computer a few times, and it really because I mean I, I guess I have a I have a lot of nerdy qualities. Yeah. Uh, your 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 current passion in life is Street Fighter Four. Sure, absolutely. And before it came out, my passion was thinking and talking about what Street Fighter Four is going to be like. Oh my gosh. Um, but I have no skills to show for it. Like usually, if you are if you have you know if you are. Uh, a nerdier person, like you have something to show for it. Yeah. And computer skills being there was a the guy most named obvious. there was a guy named Andrew. Uh, he used to ride my bus in high school, the 26 uh, Valencia bus, mm-hmm. um, and he would sit on the back of the bus, very nice guy, uh, and make chainmail. This is the kind of thing that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess Street Fighter skill is something, but I mean, there's no that that's no good to anyone. Mm-mm. Anyway, you know, Maybe and I feel bad. Maybe if you worked that, in like a nuclear power plant where you had to memorize long strings of button presses. Yeah, in uh, order for a complex move. Yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> in the reactor core. Yeah, I yeah, could exactly. go. I when can be sure. Complex moves are involved. There's only a handful of move inputs and Wait, sh- never mind. I just saw Street Fighter Four like they're playing. We have a PS3 in my office, and so all the guys the nerds sure. come up and they play Street Fighter 4 and they get so excited from what I can tell and I have an Xbox and a Playstation 2 okay. I, I play video games but Street Fighter 4 does not seem much different from, to me than it was like on Nintendo I was shocked it's when I saw it game, on, right? when I saw it on television I saw a television I've not seen it in process sure. um, but I saw a television commercial for Street Fighter 4 it basically looks exactly the same as Street Fighter 2. And in fact, I was impressed at like, not, like I expect, I knew that it was essentially two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that, and I expected that they would retain the um, kind of cell animation aesthetic. Um, I didn't expect it to go to like uh, realistic bodies like a John Madden football or something like that. Yeah. Um, but what I didn't expect was that it would still be, like, really pixelated and poorly animated. 
I think you guys are thinking of something different. It's a it's a strikingly beautiful game. <laughs> I would say. I think you guys maybe have. Or, I only saw a television commercial yeah, for it, yeah. and that was what well, I I'm came gonna, away I'm with. I'm going to disagree. It's, but it's they a just, lovely. You just sit and you fight. It's like me and you. We fight, and then someone wins. Like, I, yes. there needs to be more to. I, it's a very complicated. It's a very like. It's a lot of nuance to the game. There's a lot of. I wish you could see the expression on my face. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. one of extreme it's, doubt. It's a. It's an expression of uh, giving up on the idea of ever uh-huh, sleeping with yeah. me. <laughs> um, I've seen that before. Um, uh, what was my point I was going to make? Well, yes, part of the actually part of the point of Street Fighter Four is that it it retains a lot of the things from Street Fighter 2 that had kind of been lost over the years mm-hmm. uh, with the various revamps and things like that. Uh, uh, but it is actually a very complex game with a lot of nuance and a lot of kind of little things to master and you can kind of create a personal style for yourself. And I'll stop talking about it now. No, I, mean, I mean, but, but with nuance, but whenever you say nuance, you're just talking about different button combinations, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's a video game. It's played with buttons. There's not another way to play it. That's it's like that's, that's all you do. Yeah, but anyways. Uh, yes. Yes, it's okay. My hobby's dumb. There, I'm an idiot, and my hobby's dumb. There. You got nice ankles. Thanks. Yeah, that's all that counts. We'll be back in just a second on Shining them in your face. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, pleased to ready. Nice. Yeah, you flipped it. You yeah. took it and you flipped it. I did. It's the new backwards version. <laughs> yeah. Pleased to ready. That's cool. That's like crisscross style. I like it. Yeah, totally, totally crossed out. I totally crossed that out. That was all the way crossed out. I thought uh-huh. it had a great urban flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really, I think it might bring a new demo to our show, Jordan. I'm not saying it will, but it might. Yeah. You know, won't, though. some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. Sure. Yeah. I missed the bus, and I'll never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> do it again. Oh, I love that song. Um, Warm it up, Chris. <laughs> are there any rappers now that, like, rap about... Like, you know, you had your Chris Cross that rapped about missing the bus and your Fresh Prince song about, you know, your parents not understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any rappers now that do that? Do those kind of, like... Te- raps for teens. Sort of. Well, there was preteens Lil, this past year. Yeah. There was Lil Mama, okay, um, who's a teenage lady rapper, and she she rapped her hits. Her big hit was lip gloss. Uh, that lip gloss is popping. Yeah, her lip gloss is popping. But I, th- I think like I think like Lil Bow Wow before he became Bow Wow was kind of rapping about little kid things. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, it's, it really is a genre that's gone by the wayside. Yeah. Um, I think just because uh, they figured out that like, I think at, what's happened is the pop music world has just completely co-opted hip hop uh, aesthetics, mm-hmm. and so you can just make a Fergie song for those people. Sure, who would have bought the kids rapping song? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, uh, remember another bad creation? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. ABC. Cooling at the playground. You know, I... Aisha, you were the girl I never had. No. I mean, I'm not going to sing along. If you were singing Tony, 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 I'd sing along. But no, but ABC. It's East Coast right. family. Boys to men. ABC. BBD. I mean, I'm. I didn't. 
I, I, you know, Jordan I, grew I up on the tough I, yeah, streets I, of Mission Viejo. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have time to listen to music. We were too busy listening to AM talk radio, <laughs> which was kind of a battle in and of itself. Mostly in mostly in my neighborhood, you were you were mostly looking at uh, Playas Club by Rappaforte as the primary. Oh wow, that's even. I don't even know that, and I was like super into rap. I was all cross-colored out in high school. <laughs> I mean, I had some cross-colors. I was so fucking proud of those shits. Huh? Oh, my God. Of those shits? <laughs> I, man, I was all over. I had some, like, cross-colored jean shorts that had, like, red and green stripes or oh, something. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. And when I had those, I thought I was the, just the greatest thing since ever. I thought it was so mm-hmm. fantastic. Jeaned shorts. I had some red, baggy, cross-color situation. Sure. For an urban flavor. And I lived in rural Wisconsin. <laughs> I was bringing it. Um, if something momentous, we talked about how special this program is. Sure. When something momentous happens in our listeners' lives, mm. Michelle, we ask them to call in and tell us about it, hopefully in the moment or immediately thereafter, for a segment on the show called Momentous Occasions. And we have some really fantastic momentous occasions this week. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey. Uh, this is Greg from Omaha, uh, a.k.a. one of the Not Rockets, calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, this morning, I woke up at around 7 a.m., a little bit constricted in the bed, and I was going to ask my wife, the other Not Rocket, to move over. And uh, there were bodies on either side of me, and there was an extra person in our bed, and it was our roommate who had come home drunk at 4 a.m., sent a text message, plugged in his cell phone, then taken off all his clothes with the aims of going to bed, only he came to ours and uh, fell asleep in it. And apparently he also got a drink of water, which he then proceeded to pour the rest of the cup all over our floor. Um, So we woke him up, and uh, he was flummoxed, and he grabbed the blanket and went and put some shorts on, and we all had a hearty laugh. Um, So, yeah, kind of woke up with the back end of a threesome and none of the benefits. that's it. Now, I, I should start off. Uh, this gentleman alluded to the fact that he, he and his wife had called into our program asking us to give them a new last name. After uh, accepting that our decision was final um, and listening to our counsel, uh, we recommended that they go with the last name Rocket. Um, they did not pick our last name, and so he's on the shit list forever. Sure. However, he's lucky we're even responding to this. He's lucky that we're giving him the time of day. Was he supposed to legally change it? Was that like the that was his plan? His plan was he was they were getting married. And instead of combining their two names or putting the hyphenate in them, they were going to pick a new one. We suggested Rocket, which is both the real last name and awesome. That's a, that's a great last name. Isn't I know. it, though? What a fucktard, We've right? been over this, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've covered the this. The man was wrong. Uh, but this kind of, like, sharing this kind of uh, special occasion, mm-hmm. um, I feel like this sort of makes up for it. Yeah. I guess not I won't. Not all the way. I think the roommate you're, you're was still naked. the upper hand. That's pretty, that's yeah. a pretty... It's not momentous, really. It's not like, oh, you know, like <laughs> something great happened. I've been waiting to happen. My No, I mean, it's kind of a... I guess well, I won't kill the guy if I see him now. Okay. I'll just beat him up really bad. Look, if you want to know what, what really is a momentous occasion, here's a good example. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. This is Mariah. We have a momentous occasion. Uh, 
just now, my boyfriend went to pick up our baby right as his mother stepped over the child protective gate and she farted right in his face. And it was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> That's, a- That's all. Oh, yeah. God. That That's is- momentous, right? I this guy at work the other day he goes Michelle he goes what would you do if I farted and I was like I would laugh my ass off like I mean like farting but, is like but this is special this isn't just a fart that was fantastic. it's a fart to the face from his own mother yeah how embarrassing what can she say what can... there's nothing she can say she's just got to get out of there and never talk to them again and she farted right yeah. there oh, I love it yeah it's definitely. Yeah, the, like the only there's only one thing better that could happen right there, and we all know what that is: <laughs> <laughs> shitting her pants. <laughs> there's definitely like the funniest like the, thing that's ever happened to anybody ever. The demographic of person that you expect to not fart uh-huh. is like the older, kind of middle aged woman. I want like President Obama to fart. Like I not. I just want like somewhere like just on to your be, face to be audible. I want him to fart during a State of the Union address. The union address oh, right really? What about just like a trade policy speech? <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. I don't want to mar. it's on C-SPAN. Yeah, so everyone <laughs> hears it, and then he hears it enough to have to giggle about it because it's a fart. Yeah. I bet he would like really handle it well, though. Yeah. I bet it would like, he would, you Turn know. Turn it into a metaphor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, make it inspirational in some way. <laughs> Um, another kind of momentous occasion is uh, when you visit somewhere really magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a great example of, of that category. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Joe from Madison. Had a quick momentous occasion um, for my job. I deliver flyers for bands. I work for a promotion company. And I went recently to a place called The Elves Palace. Now, this is a great place to get yourself your magic wand, maybe a sword, Maybe a beaded doorway hanger, some incense. Anyway, I walk in there, don't see anyone. Look behind the counter, there's a lady sleeping on the floor. She's the one in charge. Gets up, helps me, lays back down, goes back to sleep. Doesn't doesn't address at all. Um, yeah, that's a momentous occasion at the Elf Palace. Thank you. That's magical, right? Ah, oh, that's Madison. That's what that is. You walk in there. Yeah, that's the you're pro- from Madison, Wisconsin. I went to college at University of Wisconsin. And there's a lot of uh, medievalry. You know, I wish I was hoping I could be like, yeah, I know the Elf Palace. It's where I used to hang out. I don't know the Elf Palace. But I do like the idea. There's a lot of hippies, and <laughs> I like the idea of that lady and her Elf Palace sleeping. She just she she helps him out. She does her job. Mm-hmm. She gets back on the floor mm-hmm. and goes back <laughs> to sleep. Nice. Yeah, that's why the Elf Palace is uh, always going to be the number two medieval uh, <laughs> supply place in town. <laughs> They don't. They also don't carry my uh, high school friend Andrew's chainmail. Yeah, that's the other reason. That's why Lancelot's boudoir is always going to be number one in the tri-state area. There's also this kind of momentous occasion that is when it's like when a prophecy comes true, um, and that's what that's what this one is. Hey guys, uh, I think this is a momentous occasion. I'm out walking my dog, and uh, she stopped to sniff something, and I was stopped walking because I was, uh, you know, waiting for my dog, and, she, and I heard a creaking sound. I looked to my right, and there's a sort of an 80s-era big boxy van with uh, pinstriping and windows on it uh, with blinds in the windows. And it was rocking and creaking, and I had never seen that before. That's right. 
Well, I'm glad he didn't bother knocking. Exactly. It's pronounced a knocking. <laughs> yeah, he didn't come and knock. Uh, thank you guys for for pausing so I could have the honor of saying Oh that. my <laughs> god. What a what a beautiful moment. He saw a van rocking, you mm-hmm. know? Like what what could be more amazing than that, you know? What what sunset could top? I have a bit, like when I was I actually grew up in Orange County <clears throat> when when I went to elementary school in Whittier, California, Jordan Elementary. And um, and when I used to walk, they've school, actually a lot of people don't know this. Jordan is um, a really big deal in his home county of Orange in California, and um, there's all kinds of shit named after him from elementary even like schools, before I was born. Bridges. Oh, Jordan, I was confused for a second. Yeah, I was so I was so in another place. Like I did not associate Jordan's name with Jordan. I was like, what is what is he? Doing? He's a big <laughs> he's, he's a, a big BFD. deal. Yeah. He's a, BFD. yeah, which is why I'm tying it in. But uh, when I was going to Jordan's Jordan Elementary, walked past a trailer park, and there was a trailer that had a bumper sticker that said, if this trailer's a rockin', don't bother a knockin'. Nice. And so... uh, Did you know what that meant as a kid? No, I didn't. Yeah. I did not, and so that was one of those things you learn later, and you're like, and then the rest of your life is has new light. <laughs> what, cause, because what what other things might you be missing, for example? Exactly. How about like that? In, yeah, and I'm like, that's what that meant? Mm-hmm. I mean, people it's were all... fucking in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys may remember, earlier on in the program, just a few minutes ago, we played a pretty remarkable roommate story in which someone woke up to find their naked male roommate sleeping in bed with Do we totally uh, believe that? Yes. Okay. Um, that's, that's, no, Although that's not a our, penguin in the Our pants. listeners are not beyond calling in with the fake... Uh, the fake mm. Did you hear that last happened. week... On last week's program, somebody called in with a story that they'd already earlier called in uh, to our friends at Stop Podcasting Yourself. Oh, they called in. They, they, uh, they, they re- double storied? They double storied. They double dipped. Uh. Bullshit. Wow. Bullshit. You know what? We're just going to stop taking calls. How about that? Yeah, right? It's not worth it. It's not worth the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, so we have that really great roommate story in. You know, a man climbs naked into your bed and you wake up with him sleeping there because he was drunk. It's a tough one to top. Um, but as as we all know, you know, roommates can have, be a difficult situation. So um, you guys can decide on this one. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Kate in Columbus, Ohio. Um, love the show. I am calling in with a momentous occasion. I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning to what I thought was my cat peeing on my wooden desk chair, and when I woke up to yell at him, I noticed that it was my roommate, who apparently slept walked into my room and sat down in my chair thinking it was a toilet and <laughs> peed. And there was a very large pile of urine on my floor, on my carpet, and I thought it was a momentous occasion you might appreciate. Thanks so much. Bye. It's amazing. It's very, very blue, very scatological round of calls. Whoa. Well, these are powerful tales. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And she said pile of urine. Yeah, it's that was my favorite part of, of the whole thing, yeah. a pile of urine. A pile of urine. That's some radical urine. Sure. It's outrageous. It's mm-hmm. like it's, it's kind of part urine, part gack, if you mm-hmm. remember gack. I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of scatological, this one is just basically pure scatology. This is a guy eating shit um, and telling us about it. Yeah. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Go. My name is Brandon from Reno, Nevada, calling with a momentous occasion. Well, not only am I 
calling you guys for the first time. But also, I just got done shaving my balls for no reason at all. Just was kind of bored and thought doing it. So I thought I'd share. It's not technically scatological. It's not technically, at all it's vulgar. Technically, it's vulgar. And he's got that weird, handsome guy voice. He and does also, have a like, handsome I don't guy get, voice. Like, I don't understand. Hey, I really. Shaving your balls. I know I'm not a guy, but like, why would you like just be like, I want to shave my balls? I don't get it. Because you kind of wonder about it. Haven't you ever wondered about shaving your balls? But here's been my experience with that. Sure. Um, I, you know, it, I, I shave in the shower, and I, I remember one time. Which is the place to shave. No doubt about it. You got it. Uh, this is a number of years ago. Just had the razor and just, you know, for a yuck, shaved off a thing of pubic hair. One swipe, one swath. I've done the same thing. It was for me. It was an area of like the upper area. Yeah, and uh, just to see, just to see. Yeah, because like. I can. Mm-hmm. I have agency. Um, I did that, and uh, it itched so yeah. bad, Holy growing back. Holy shit! Uh. It itched so bad that I have I have not detended that area since. I don't go near that. Mm-hmm. With it. I'm just so. Uh, and you know, may, it, I, maybe it's overgrown. Maybe it's unattractive. I I don't know. Maybe I should clip. And you know what? Clipping it probably wouldn't make it itch. I'm not going to though. That one thing where it itched just just uh, was such a was such an uh, awful experience. I mean, a lady's uh, a, a lady's parts and a fella's parts. A lady could shave her business, and it's definitely from from my understanding. Uh, it, if you're going to shave your business, it requires a lot of maintenance to to prevent super itchiness. Yes. But if you're a fella and you shave your business, you have to remember that not only is your business very sensitive, just like a lady's business, Mm -hmm. it's also in opposition to other parts of your body. Every part of a gentleman's business interacts with other parts of his business and legs and torso um, in a way that can cause some profound... I'm going to need a diagram. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's usually your giant dick flopping up and hitting you in the stomach. Is that how that's going down? Your your cock thorax interaction here, Jordan. You're saying you have an exoskeleton. <laughs> Are you saying just where you find out you're different from everybody else? <laughs> but uh... you know, sometimes it'll poke out one of your compound eyes. <laughs> I'm confused. Your cock isn't iridescent at all. There's no, no iridescence no. to your wearing reek. <laughs> Um, I think the the moral of the story is uh, if you're a fella out there and mm-hmm. you get the curiosity, um, for God's sake, if you need to do something trim, don't shave. Yeah. That's, I'm not even going to do that, though. Yeah. Jordan's playing it safe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. Our bodies, ourselves. La, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Michelle Balloon, RTP. <laughs> nice. Yeah, very mm-hmm. punchy. For those in the know. Like Sean Combs, everybody. Keep right. mixing it up. Sure. You am king. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, we had a fun show, huh? Yeah. We oh, got boy. this. We got the Jordan Jesse shirt going. This is the biggest thing ever to happen to Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. We had Michelle Balloon here, the most legendary guest ever. Totally mm-hmm. she works. She works for E! Exclamation mark. Uh, entertainment television mm-hmm. Nobel laureate she's appeared on Chelsea lately for God's uh-huh. sake yeah uh, walking with Michelle 
Yeah. New episode coming up soon. She's got a new new podcast, new episode of her podcast, Walking with Michelle. Yeah. Maybe quickly. What's the the theme of your podcast? How is it different than podcast number five? My oh, the theme of my podcast is that I go I go with somebody, somebody you love from the world of comedy, someplace. A Paul F. Tompkins, a a Doug Benson. Paul F. Tompkins and I went to Disneyland. Maria Bamford and I did um, Hollywood Boulevard. Um, Jimmy Pardo and I looked at Stars Homes. James Adomian and I did Portland. And then here we are, number five, Doug Benson and I went to Magic Mountain. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good because I'm scared of roller coasters. And Doug tricked me into taking a pot pill. So there you go. She told you Mm -hmm. it was a salt pill, which you needed. Uh (laughs) (laughs) This will make it less scary. Yeah, told you it was a salt pill. You were wearing that rubber suit. (laughs) Trying to sweat it out. Sweat it out. Um. And you're going to be uh, doing comedy at South by Southwest this year, right? Yeah, super fun. Really awesome comics. Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, Todd Berry. John Mulaney's really a piece of work, isn't he? He's awesome. He's kind of outrageous. So when I saw him perform comedy good. the first I think, time... I think he's too good. I was, yeah, I was upset by it. Like, I granted, when I saw him, you know, the guy's younger than I am, I think, 25 yeah, or something like young. that. And uh, he perf- his performance was like uh, skilled for a 25 year old, but not skilled for a super skilled professional comedian. Like the quality of his performance, like it was a little rough around the edges, mm-hmm. um, but so outrageously talented, it almost made me angry. <laughs> like I really like his material was so funny. Yeah. And like he was so like to any extent to which he was rough around the edges as a performer. This is several years ago now. Yeah, exactly. And it was just because his material was so outrageously funny that I can't imagine he ever bombed with anyone. No. And so he never had any reason to like his, it was blew my mind. His likability is that of like a Jerry Seinfeld or oh, something. But his like regular sense Joe. of humor is like super smart, like sharp wit. As alternative as you can this get. This guy is it's like, just, the, the only person I can compare this guy to in terms of talent is like a Michelle Balloon. Yeah, like this guy is a monster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Michelle's at the South by Southwest, of course, are frequently performing around town here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some Occasionally on the uh, performing on the road. Occasionally. Uh, MichelleBalloon.com is your website. Or balloon, just Balloon.com works. Balloon.com. And it, that's not spelled the traditional way. No, not at all. Thank you. Spelled the name way. My name way. B-I-L-O-O-N. There you go. Michelle Balloon here. What a joy to have Michelle Balloon. Am I right? Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing unpleasant about I it. I feel like Michelle Balloon just earned herself a Jordan Jesse shirt. Oh my yeah. gosh. I gotta get one of these. It's the super Nobel soft it's shirt. our Nobel Prize. Can we uh, can I put that on there? Yeah, absolutely. Nominee. I'll you know what? Jordan. With an I didn't want to reveal this hmm. because I felt like it might be too too much information, but Jordan and I are on the Nobel nominating what? committee. We we live here, but for tax purposes, we live in Stockholm. Exactly. So we get to vote. And this was your audition. And guess what? No. Call We're, back. You got a call back. We got we um uh we actually got into this business because we're in the we're in the metal printing business. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, when we're not doing this, we make medals for trophies, the Olympics, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the academic decathlon, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Swim so, meet. Swim meet thing, yeah. So um, anyway, I guess, I guess the story is we we got a call back on the nomination. I I I I can't wait. And uh, one way or the other, we'll probably stamp you out a medal, right? Why not? Do I have hey. to write an essay like the words? Or what less? about this best walking <laughs> themed podcast? I I don't know if you know this, but I've got it. <laughs> That's my podcast. 
We'll be uh, back next week on uh, Jordan Jesse Go. Special thanks to uh, Light in the Attic Records for our theme music, which is Love You by the Free Design, available on Kites Are Fun, the best of the free design, which is a really wonderful CD that you should spend. Like Once a month, somebody emails me and says, I've got that CD and it's changed my life. Boom. So there you go. Bob's your uncle. Uh, We'll see you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. (laughs) 